What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we get into another spooky movie. This time, we are hopping back on the new releases train. Choo, trying to be choo. a choo-choo bitch. <laughs> we are trying our best <laughs> to be on those new releases. Uh, so this one actually is a little bit more accessible mm -hmm. to, I think, the masses because this movie came out on Hulu streaming. We love to hear it. Although, I'm not going to lie, I would have loved to have seen this movie in a theater. Yeah. I do think it would have slapped. I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. Would have slapped. I will never come. I, you know, I am very, very happy when movies come to streaming because, like we've said, I know there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable going to theaters yet and who want to see these movies. And so it's it's awesome that they are accessible to more people. Right. This one is, I think, will play great on a huge screen, however. So if you've got it, flaunt it mm -hmm. in your home. Do it up. Do it there. But we're talking about Prey today. The one, the only, the Prey. The current talk of the town seems like as well, because mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people have been talking about Prey the past, well, when you guys are hearing this, probably like two weeks now. But yeah, from release from re release week up until now, I've been seeing a consistent wave of prey conversation happening on the social medias. Agreed, which leads me to believe that this movie streaming wise probably did very, very well. Mm -hmm. And also, if it had had a theatrical release, probably would have had a great opening weekend. I think I could be wrong and I fully can be corrected by that. But I think this is one of the biggest um release weekends for anything on hulu like period period yeah that's pretty nuts now look the horror homies will always show up and show out that's mm -hmm. what i think these streaming services need to realize because now it wasn't probably as successful but i also remember when fresh came out on hulu i feel like that was a pretty big yeah that was a pretty big deal too pretty big deal so yeah just keep Keep feeding us with the horror <laughs> stuff. I will never complain. But yeah, we're going to talk about Prey, which I'm sure most of you guys know is a prequel to the Predator franchise. Yeah. So which we have not all, talked about yet on the channel, which is we have not. It's OK. Y'all probably didn't even realize. <laughs> you know what else? I'm about to blow your mind. We haven't talked about Michael Myers. It's crazy. But yeah, we haven't talked about Predator, which is kind of because the although I do think that this franchise kind of like teeter totters through a couple of different genres, it's mainly action. Yeah. Most of these movies lean heavy on the action, which is not to say that we wouldn't talk about an action movie but i do just think for what we normally go for this one's a little bit more on the action side and then it kind of like i think especially when you get into like alien versus predator it 
goes more towards the horror side just mm-hmm. as a result of adding alien yeah, into the mix. Right. Now like I think it the movie definitely leans into action sci-fi. But I feel like the horror mm-hmm. community just kind of claimed the the Predator franchise as its own a little bit because I feel like when you talk about horror um both predator and alien get brought up a lot of the times even though they lean more in sci-fi like i feel like this community still has a has a soft spot for this franchise yeah and i do get why because it does bleed into horror in a couple places and i do think Mm -hmm. it being such a genre bending franchise probably is one of the reasons why people like it so much yeah and now this franchise has had varying degrees of success true true some of these movies are not like the other. Some of these <laughs> movies just don't belong. <laughs> and I do think that that is a product of the ideals that they've introduced when Predator came out. Mm-hmm. Is there's a certain... Predator is different from a lot of other, I would say, maybe like monsters, well-known monsters, because Predator kind of has a code um, that is introduced in the very first movie that we got in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, there has been some struggle throughout the years to continue the story, which for me is like, I can't believe it took them so long to decide to do a prequel because a prequel to me makes a ton of sense Yeah, of how you can keep that story fresh and relevant and still exciting and also how you can have it where maybe there's new things that you can still introduce because this has happened before what we have seen prior. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's took it's taken them so long to do a prequel. And but I'm excited that they did yeah. because I think that sometimes a prequel is the best thing that you can do to reinvigorate um a franchise that has been spanning at this point like almost 40 years yeah i Uh, maybe my math (laughs) it's not quick (laughs) it's not quick (laughs) that could be wrong but 30 30 to 40 years (laughs) and i think between the two of us we've watched most of the franchise right like i i think so Yes. yes if you put our two heads together We've basically inhaled almost all <laughs> predator knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So answering what is probably a big question for a lot of people, um, which is whether or not Prey is a worthy addition to the Predator franchise. Yes. Yes. We will break down our general thoughts on Predator the idea and what we like and dislike about these movies. And then we'll go into Prey and yeah, see how it stacks up. Because like I said, this story has been told in many different ways, mm-hmm. in many different places and in many de- different decades. So it's diff- it's it's a lot. Yeah. And I think now it's saying, well, does this, is this the right path? For this franchise to go down mm-hmm. and so yeah we'll we'll break into both of those a bit for you guys but 
before we do that, we wanted to introduce something new that we will be doing on the podcast for the homies that like to listen to our episodes and maybe have not checked out the movie yet. Maybe you come just to hear about it because you're not sure if you want to watch it or you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to watch this movie. We thought it would be nice to let some of you know how scary the movie is, because I know for some of you, horror movies are you avoid them because you don't like the jump scares or you don't like how intense some of them can be or how gory some of them can be. And so maybe it's easier to just hear about them. However, some of these movies are not as bad as I think the trailers can sometimes make them seem or vice versa. Some of them are way worse (laughs) than the trailer makes them seem. And you don't always have a prep for that. So we will start letting you guys know on a scale of one to five how scary the movie was. And then hopefully that'll help you guys know if it's one that you will be safe to check out or if it's one that you should maybe avoid. Mm -hmm. So on a scale of one to five for the movie Prey, Roshane, how scary was it? I would say that Prey is a solid one and a half out of five on the scare meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly don't think this movie is that scary. And that now, since this is the first one, let's preface that it not being super scary does not completely just translate to it not being good. But right. it's uh, it's lighter on the scarier side. There is a bit of gore. Um, but I don't think much more than you would see in necessarily any run-of-the-mill action movie. So if you can mm-hmm. handle action-level gore, you'll be all right with this one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I would give it the same. It's not a jump-scare-heavy movie. It's, I would say, maybe the most that you would want to look for. There's a lot of scenes that are played out at night, which can kind of already, I think, instill in you this dread and this anticipation. But they don't play that in a way to be like, surprise, surprise, bitch. I'm around. Like, they don't do that really in this movie, which is is nice, because I think the Predator, I will say for people who maybe haven't checked out any of these movies, the Predator franchise as a whole besides maybe once you get into AVP, is not heavy on jump scares. Mm -mm. It's just much more of a, like, standard, tried and true. You know when the Predator's coming. Yeah, you know what's going on. You know when he's coming. (laughs) I mean, he's invisible, but he's not. Yeah, he's presence. We see him. So, yeah, and I think as, as a whole for this movie, definitely, yeah. 1.5 1.5 on the scare meter. So if you're not a huge fan of jump scares, this may be the movie for you. But moving straight into it, we are now entering into spoiler territory, homies. So you have been warned. But like we said earlier, we are talking about Prey, which came out this year in 2022, directed by Dan Trachenberg, written by Patrick Ason. Starring Amber Midthunder as Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tabe, and Dane Delegro as the Predator. Naru and Tabe are siblings of the Kamachi, a tribe native to the Great Plains known for being skilled hunters and fierce warriors. Naru is determined to become a respected hunter like her brother. 
but the tribe is unsure if she is up for the task. But when an alien hunter arrives in search of the strongest prey in the plains, the Kamachi will need all the help they can get to take down this predator. Insert Elven Level Archery, Greedy French Fur Traders, and the thrill of the hunt here. Our film concludes with Naru coming face to face with her hunter in a duel that only one may walk away from alive. Also, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Roll credits. Okay. So, first things first, before we even get into the notebooks and the movie and the chit chat on that, mm -hmm. let's take it back. Let's go all the way back to 1987. <laughs> <laughs> let's true go that. all the way back to 1987. And let's discuss Predator. Just the idea of Predator, mm -hmm. the or what was originally the origin of Predator. And then from there, we can kind of filter out throughout the years and talk about our likes and dislikes of where this franchise goes got you got you got you um so first off for me uh from my perspective i have seen very a very long time ago the original predator predator 2 recently for the pod and then alien versus predator a long long time ago back when i was a teenager what about you which ones have you seen so i've seen all of them except for predator 2 and except for the predator that came out prior to prey okay so the latest predator installment which i think was like 2020 or 2019 mm -hmm. or something like that okay for sure um and now granted i feel like prey doesn't pull too much from the series as a whole but i do think right. like watching these is a nice um it's a nice uh, starting point for learning a little bit about the franchise and the Predator in general. Um, mm -hmm. And so going back to the OG, now, I got I to gotta throw this in there because this kind of blew my mind in several places. But it's been a long time since I watched the original Predator. And I'm not even sure if I watched it all the way through, like from beginning to end when I was younger. But man, the amount of memes and like pop culture references... That are in yeah. the original Predator that I had no idea were there. Nuts. It's nuts, right? Like that handshake the between handshake? Paul Weathers <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> has been on so much. First of all, that's the handshake that caused the Big Bang. It's just <laughs> has no right to be as... <laughs> full of testosterone as it is it's one of the manliest things that i think has ever been caught on camera straight up but also <laughs> it's the lead up to it when arnold schwarzenegger is like dylan dylan <laughs> like, you son of a bitch <laughs> dylan you son of a bitch Dylan, like I can tell, you you can't tell because they kind of play it off where it's you almost think that they're they don't like each other and it's like oh it's all a gag we're friends, mm -hmm. but oh my god the way that he says 
it, this it's the spaces between <laughs> that that kill me where he it almost feels like he's like do i say his name again yeah i'm gonna say it <laughs> dylan <laughs> it's so fucking good but yo that that was the handshake that fucking shook the world let's be real yeah and was then- there an earthquake on the day that <laughs> We might need to look into it because I bet you there was. Probably. But also, um, <laughs> I don't know why I never realized that Get to the Chopper is from Predator. Oh, you didn't know that? I okay. have quoted that my entire life, not knowing where I pulled it from. I just remember seeing, like, I remember seeing Arnold in the position <laughs> shouting, Get to the Chopper, but not knowing what movie it's from. Because in my defense, he's in that position in a lot of his movies. But right. when that scene hit, rewatching the OG Predator again, I lost it. I lost my shit. I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. Those two pop culture mm-hmm. moments are in the same goddamn movie. No wonder this stuff's legendary. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Change the world. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, I mean... And I also feel like a lot of people quote, if it bleeds, we can kill it mm-hmm. potentially as well. Yeah. Which is a, it's a great line. I mean, it's it's a great line that's kind of used throughout um, the future movies because it, it's just so good. Yeah. It's a good, but, it's a good symbolic line, too, for um, fighting the predator in general, which we'll go into mm-hmm. later on. But I like that as well. Yeah. But so this... First one is, I think, now granted, I haven't seen the second one. I Mm -hmm. should preface this by saying, I just did not think I would have any interest in the second one. Gotcha. Because for me, what I enjoy in a Predator movie is the simpler, the better. And I think that this first one is a great example of it because even in this first one, all the like military Tom, like backhandedness, we're going on a mission. We got to save the people and surprise. It was all a ruse. Mm -hmm. Even that to me is the least interesting part of this movie. Cause I'm just, it's all going in one ear (laughs) and out the, when he's explaining like, this is why we're doing it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get on the helicopters. And then by the time that we are in the jungle and everything is happening, I'm on board. And even for the big shootout with the, with their, when they're si- trying to save the hostages. Which who, is nuts, by the way. Who, like, not even I, horror, but just action movie. <laughs> that scene is <it's>, nuts. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's very long. And also, too, I love that they have this whole thing and then, and then it's like, oh, the, all of the hostages are dead. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm in my head. I said, and you're surprised. Why? You hit them with missiles and grenades. You threw them, just just alley-ooping them into the buildings. And you didn't even know where the hostages were. And then you're, oh, they're all dead. Damn. You probably killed them. Right. I mean, they didn't. But in my head, I was like, y'all are being a little bit, mm, a little bit uh, messy with your your aiming here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're kind of just hitting anybody that pops up. And who knows if they were an ally or not. But like once we get into that point and then everything after that with the predator, that's what I like. Yeah. I like when it's just a simple story of this group 
versus the predator. Mm -hmm. And so predator two to me seemed like it was the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. I also don't love when I also think a more simple setting is ideal or I guess I should say a more isolated setting. So like being out in the jungle mm -hmm. or being like being on an alien planet or being in Antarctica rather than we're in the streets of LA, baby. Yeah. And the predators come to play. I, it's like, did he really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta feel like somebody was like, okay, we took him in the jungle the first time. What if we bring him to the concrete jungle for <laughs> yeah. the second one? That had, yeah, that had to have been a selling point for Predator 2. Yeah, it had to have been. And they were like, I, I don't think... the city of angels, baby. <laughs> Let's get the Predator in there. And I don't think your assessment is like too far off now after watching Predator 2, because I too had not seen Predator 2 and like didn't have an interest in it. But mm -hmm. um, watching it now, it is, it is no Predator 1 for me by any means. And I do, although I do enjoy watching Danny Glover run through and tear through the streets <laughs> of LA and combat a creature that he should not be able to keep up with. I do still, I, although I didn't like it as much as the original, I liked them expanding the lore. And I like this idea that they're taking from the first one and really making like a true sequel. Like despite it mm -hmm. being a completely different idea and a completely different setting, they do they pull from the first movie um especially with even how the characters deal with the predator um the original predator happened in the second right. one so it is a reference point it uh, it informs how certain characters end up fighting and combating the predator which i thought was very cool like the fact that they even made that a callback and made that a, a important plot point mm -hmm. shows me that there was some care put into the sequel even if the uh setting itself is a little is a little strange right also as a uh resident actual jamaican there there is a whole section about the jamaicans in that portion and some of y'all hit the hit the accent some of y'all did others <laughs> um you know yeah <laughs> that's just me throwing was... shade all it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't terrible, and I think it is actually worth a watch if you've watched like a majority of the other franchise, a majority of the other ones in the franchise. It's still worth a watch. It's still fun. Uh, just don't go into it expecting Predator One again. Gotcha. Yeah, and that and that makes sense. It's definitely I now that I'm kind of like back on my Predator bullshit, I probably will watch it. Mm -hmm. But for the movies where I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll brush up on these. That one definitely was at the last of my. That's not true. The Predator was at the last <laughs> of my list, but this one was right next <laughs> next to it. The, but yeah, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the something that does carry over though from the original into the second one, and I think also carries over into Prey as well is I think they start solidifying the formula of how the Predator movies work, where mm -hmm. a lot of times you just start off with the what are going to be the prey, right? We're looking for the strongest, most macho, like hardest to kill people on the planet. Um, and so you kind of establish that in the first couple of scenes, and then you throw the Predator in there because the Predator is like, okay, that's who I want to go after. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is a that's a formula that carries over into the movies. And I like it. 
I like I, yeah. I, I going back to what you said about keeping it simple. I like that this formula sticks, and I like when they use it like that, where it's just like, all right, establish who's going to be fighting the predator, bring the predator in, let him go toe to toe. That's the whole movie. Yeah. That's all I'm really asking for. Yeah, because the thing about Predator, I think as the movies go along as well, that becomes really evident is that although, yes, it's looking for kind of the most threatening prey to go against it, I do like that there it also usually ends up being the person that goes up against them is also also the one that is like the most crafty or that like kind of is the most perceptive or and uses like ingenuity Mm -hmm. against it. It's not all just like big and brawn. And I feel like that's really evident in this first one. And then also even in Prey is that you have these characters where, especially in this one where it's this huge military team, everybody seems apt to potentially take on the Predator. But Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is the only one that survives because he's the one who really picks up on the details and the things that everybody else is kind of not noticing. So like he's the one who first realizes that the predator kind of has a code. It's not going to hurt people who it doesn't perceive as a threat. And it's also like it, you know, once he gets covered in the mud and he realizes it can't see him and all these different things that I think he really realizes that a lot of other people within the group don't. And that's what makes him able to to be the one to go up against the Predator and to win in the end. I will say (laughs) the battle between him and the Predator at the end is like, I'm 50-50 on it. I love all of the traps and stuff that he sets up, but when they start doing the hand-to-hand combat (laughs) and Arnold Schwarzenegger basically like bitch slaps the Predator and then it kind of just does it back to him (laughs) (laughs) slightly ridiculous i mean it's funny it's meant to be played as a joke but then it keeps going then he keeps just punching (laughs) him in the face Mm -hmm. and i i love it i truly love it because like it's it it's it's wacky it's definitely wacky but the idea that the predator will even when they when they've won will be like i'm not done yet square up yeah. come on that's Put him amazing up. Well, that, and, that, and that goes into the predator at that point sees him as like a worthy opponent and is like okay cool mm-hmm. we'll, we'll fight we'll duke it out yeah we, we can scrap a little scrappy today <laughs> and you deserve it so here let's fight um and i also think it's fun to watch them throughout the years and see the effects get better particularly the invisible invisibility aspect invisibility yeah that's true crazy how good it looks now and even even too mm-hmm. i mean because between predator 2 then you have av when then it gets into the alien versus predator but we don't have a single predator movie again until predators in 2010 i think even from then to then i think it's it's crazy how far they come because i mean in the in this first one it's definitely like they put a green screen suit on someone and then like heat out (laughs) keyed them out yeah but even even that though for the time i thought was pretty fucking impressive 
all you really need to know is that it's like they're invisible, but not enough where they can't be clocked. And I think that that shows it. Mm -hmm. It's like they're invisible, but obviously because they're moving, it's fucking up the surroundings. And so like you can see it. You can see that there's something there. And I thought that that worked, especially when it starts glitching out and they're like going in and out. Mm -hmm. It actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. And they they all well could have copped out, especially back then, and just made it so that you couldn't see the Predator. So just to make it easier on themselves. But they they took the risk. I think it was worth it, especially for like the longevity of the series, too, because the whole cloaking mechanism is a staple. Like you you can't have the Predator without the cloak. It's so important to the character, especially. And I, I think in general, all of the gadgets that the predator uses is so inherently part of the character and it's fun Mm -hmm. to see all of the different stuff that they decide to use on the different characters because it definitely ramps up you can tell as they think someone is more or less of a threat they'll kind of do more Mm -hmm. and more and so that's always fun to see yeah and also it kind of seems like to now prey is a little bit of a of a weird point in this regard because I was going to say when the Predator returns each time, it seems like they get a little bit more souped mm-hmm. up or they make some upgrades, just like how the humans kind of upgrade their arsenal to fight the Predator. It's a little flipped because this is a prequel made so far after the original that some of the gadgets and stuff look uh, more futuristic than what the original Predator right. had for good reason. But I like this idea, though, that like every time this matchup happens, like both parties have something mm-hmm. new to fight it with. The Predator in itself is as strong as our strongest fighters, right? But that's not necessarily all that makes them scary. What makes them scary is they have the technology to back up all of that brawn, right. especially in Prey. You've got, uh, you've got a versus match where one of the combatants has way more tech than the other person. The other person is yeah. using bows and arrows and more the land to fight this creature. Anybody on the planet at this point. Anybody on the <laughs> yeah. planet at that point, yeah. So it's like, how do you not only go up against something that is way stronger than you, but is far, far advanced mm-hmm. technologically than you in the world of hunting. Like, yeah. how do you beat and that's that? where I like it's. I think that they do, for the most part, throughout the ones I've seen, a good job of showing like it's not all about that. It's you got to be smarter than than it as mm-hmm. well. Like you have to think ahead, and you have to think ahead of mm-hmm. this this creature who technologically is more advanced but the only really advantage that you have is that they don't know your species and they don't know the way that you think so like you you Mm -hmm. have to think like a human i guess (laughs) yeah you gotta outsmart them in a different way because you just have a different Mm -hmm. way of thinking but also good on them to write in weaknesses for the predator as well because the predator for how much of a straight killing machine it is it does have weaknesses like when it loses its helmet that's a big that's Mm -hmm. a big moment for it it really only sees through heat vision so like when you mess with that like there are very clear ways to kind of get the advantage over this creature it's not just a like the moment you see it you're done and i love that like you need your big bad to have flaws yeah definitely and 
it also definitely it does think like a hunter and in the sense of prizes where it kind of Mm -hmm. does have a one track mind at times where if it just got a really good kill it'll focus on that for a bit and give you time to reassess unless you're all going at it like guns to the wall and that's another thing it can't be harmed you can injure it and and weaken it Mm -hmm. but it's just that's not enough to just say oh i shot it and now it's bleeding it's like well but you gotta kill it you can't you can't yeah it's it's still so then we get into (laughs) okay so then we skip over the the alien versus predator ones are slightly different because we bring in the aliens and in those movies the predators kind of become the hero (laughs) because aliens Mm -hmm. are this bigger threat that is much more of a we need to take this down and also the predators are going after the aliens as well so in those mm-hmm. ones it's a little bit different and which is cool i like getting time more time with the predator i think though that aspect of those movies is fun and kind of and it's also such a pitch perfect yeah. match i mean that's one of the best combinations in just it makes, cinema yeah, history it let's makes be real sense. it who else who else is going to fight a xenomorph? Not me. So it better be <laughs> another alien because it ain't going to be us. Yeah. But yeah, those ones are, they're not the best, but I think they're fun for what they, they try to do. It's cool to see the Predators be really badass and like be on the same team. Also, AVP made me kind of uncomfortable because I low-key did once an alien to fuck that Predator. <laughs> I don't think that's what I was supposed to feel, but I was kind of, I was into it. I kind of wanted them to get together by the end of it. Oh, no. Not us with the alien ship. Oh, no. I don't know. It was kind of a vibe for me, personally. Um, oh, I did want, I did want that to happen. And then um, <laughs> Requiem is... I just remember that movie being really dark. I, I just remember it being a really... Like, lighting-wise, I remember I tried to watch it on TV. It was on FX one time. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just too light in my room. Or what was going on? I couldn't see a thing. Could not see couldn't a see none. thing. I was like, this might be a nighttime Damn. watch, but I did the best that I could. Um, and then we uh-huh. get into Predators, which this is which I have okay. I haven't seen. I haven't. Seen I won't that spoil one. it too much then. But what I will say is this to me felt this is what I mean when it feels like with the story that they had already introduced in our original. It felt to me like they didn't quite know where they wanted to go with the story. And so they had to throw all this shit at the wall to try and make it feel fresh. That instead Mm -hmm. made it really bogged down. Because in this one, we're on the alien planet that the predators are Mm. on. They now handpick people that they want to hunt, bring them to the planet, and then hunt them there. And when Mm -hmm. I tell you, huh, I truly mean it because it doesn't it's just it it takes away what's fun about the what's fun about the predator is seeing it in an environment that it's unaccustomed to and seeing it Mm -hmm. pick out people once it gets there, seeing it then kind of like filter through and figure out who it wants to go after and navigate this world Mm -hmm that it shouldn't have the high ground in, but it does because it has more technology. Now we've just taken humans 
and been like, now you're on an alien planet. You don't know where you are. You don't know why you're here and you only have guns. And then they have to now go against the predators. And these predators don't have a code. They're just hunting. And it's just not as interesting because in my head, I'm like, these humans would have been dead immediately. Immediately. And seeing them bebop around this planet for two hours doesn't make any (laughs) fucking sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like in in this dynamic... Predator needs to always not have home mm-hmm. field advantage. Like the humans need to have home field advantage because you got technological mm-hmm. advantage. So it's only fair. Like yeah. stop cheating. So it's just not a great one because I do think they tried to do something different, which, you know, power to you. You should try and and pull new things. It's it's the same thing as like Jason going to Manhattan. It's like don't take him from mm-hmm. Crystal Lake because that's where I want him to be. Bring the predator to Earth. Don't bring the people to the predator because it just kind of discounts what I have grown accustomed to prior where it's all just a bit of a... It's hunting. They're they're hunting like hunters. They're going to the environment that their prey is at and then they're, and they're using that. And so this movie just really really gets bogged down because a the characters are so shitty because they're all like criminals and and like rapists and and gang members and stuff and 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 so they all get on there and they're all immediately just like like yelling at each other hate each other and then yeah you just kind of watch them kind of stumble (laughs) stumble through this alien planet for a while and then get and then get picked off by these predators. The design mm-hmm. of the predators is kind of cool because they're big they're different predators than the normal ones. They're bigger and they're like the more advanced ones. So so that's cool. Okay. And then you get to see like the predators fight each other, which is kind of cool, but mm-hmm. other than that it ain't it ain't even all that. That's fair. But I I mean I do like the idea again of expanding the universe in a sense uh in regards to the predators because they're a cool race like it's a cool idea and i think it's so smart and we've seen it um in several different iterations now um of the character whose entire personality revolves around the thrill Mm -hmm. of the hunt that is a great that is a great character trait to use as like a basis and so like to take that to the upteenth degree and just make it a whole ass horror villain quote unquote it's just such a smart idea and it's very compelling to watch the predator yeah. hunt like that's what's fun like watching the predator hunt shit is a blast i i love it and i i think i love even the bad iterations so far i have still enjoyed watching hunting. this hunting mm-hmm. process that it goes yeah down. yeah i i i agree with that it's like it's fun to see like the best parts of most of the movies is once they've realized there's a predator and once we we then get to see more of the predator hunting. I love that moment when there's like mm-hmm. a discovery because yeah. you always know like, oh, sweet. Now I'm going to get to see both sides. Mm-hmm. And and that's right. that's always fun. Like I'm always looking forward to yeah. that realization because now we get to root for our main character because they kind of become more aware of what they need to do to survive but you still get to root for the predator to take down you know the characters you don't like 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's kind of also a staple through the franchise, too, is like there are a lot of moments where you know the Predator is the big bad, but in that scene, you're kind of like, all right, go ahead, Predator. Okay. Show us what you got. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and take <laughs> take, it, take him down. That's cool. That's cool. But, all right, in regards to how now Prey fits into this mm-hmm. whole thing and what it does for the franchise and whether or not we think collectively it should be here, Erica, I need you to talk to me and tell me what is in your notebook. Okay. So, actually, okay, so before... I get into my my note, actually. I will say the first thing that I did mm-hmm. after, like while watching this movie was without seeing what they had said, I just wanted to look up and see what the reaction to this movie was from Native American people and if this movie was an accurate portrayal or if they were disappointed in the representation. Because I do think that's so Mm -hmm. important with movies like this. If you're going to choose to focus on a community who so often has their voices not shown in movies and television, I think it's so important that you do so in a way that is accurate and realistic because Mm -hmm. you don't want to feed into stereotypes and caricatures and misinformation. And I think especially for a story where that is so much, so important to the story, I was like, I really, really hope that they did their best to make this as close. You're never going to be 100% accurate, especially when you're like trying to portray in the past or or maybe things where you're like okay i'm gonna have to re um what's it mean like make model not models but like oh where where you where you have to maybe like make replicas of how it may have been or things like that you you but you still need to get as close as you can and be as accurate as possible and i think for me i was just I was going into it and I knew that the writer and the director and all the and the actors as well that was super important to them. And so I was I was really interested right. to see the reaction and it's been very positive. People have been very very mm-hmm, happy with mm-hmm. it. I've seen a lot of people who said that it is really an authentic portrayal and that the representation of the characters and their relationships and their reactions to things were spot on. And so I thought mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, that just made me really happy because I was like, that's what we need. That's what I hope in movies yeah. like this. Yeah. So. I, I, I yeah, I, I fully agree with that too. And uh, while we're in this realm, it was something that I wrote down um, that I found very fascinating. Um, but I guess, although I wanted to see this movie in theaters and on, on a big screen, because I do think there are some parts that would be dope as hell in a theater, um, one of the benefits of it going straight to streaming is they, it seems had a little bit more creative control over how you could view it because apparently there is a full on, uh, Kamachi dub yes. of the movie, which I hope I'm saying the name of the tribe correctly. But the fact that they went through the trouble of doing an entire version in the native language that this is supposed to be portrayed in that you can listen to for 
like your first viewing of the movie is yeah, wild like that's, that's nuts. so cool i did not know that before i didn't real. i read that after i finished watching it and i was like i'd love to go back mm-hmm. and rewatch it that way and like they do they they interject the the language multiple times and like it definitely goes back and forth between uh kamachi and english mm-hmm. for sure but just the idea that they were allowed and able to have a version that is fully told the way that they wanted to tell it. I love that shit. That's so cool. And I would, and I'm sure that it is such a benefit to the story to have it that way, because correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that I interpreted it is even when it switches over to English, we are to believe that they are still speaking like Comanche to each other is how I interpreted it. I, I think so. Granted, I've only watched it through one time, so m- maybe there's some, like, written-in moments where they might slip into English, um, especially when we get into, like, the fur yeah. trader section and that stuff. But I, for the most part, I like to believe that the entire yeah. thing is spoken in the I native language. I assume that they just change, like, when it's English, quote-unquote, that's mm-hmm. just purely for the benefit of the audience because it's like why yes. first of all this is in a time where they're still it's still native land i mean it should always have been native land but you know what i mean like there's no right. american settlers there's no reason for them they to be speaking English. yeah so then i assume when our french trapper is speaking to her he is speaking her language oh and yeah yeah you know what it, yeah, that could definitely I be i think a thing, that's what 100%. it is because regardless our other frenchmen wouldn't understand it so i'm understand. pretty sure that is the case where disregard the english it is only english to us american viewers, viewers yeah or english speakers but in the reality of the world they whoever is speaking is speaking their native tongue mm-hmm. Which it's very it's very seamless too, and I yeah. love that. So even having the different dubs and different versions, you can listen to them, or you can hear the movie in. The fact that the transition of languages is so seamless throughout it was definitely a big green for me in terms mm-hmm. of like liking this one. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me. It's like when we watch. I think we had had this discussion if when um we were talking about maybe watching movies in their like with not doing an english dub maybe oh yeah yeah but doing subtitles and yeah and doing subtitles because we're like maybe like south korean stuff that we talked about yeah yeah i do just think that there's such a benefit of that so definitely Mm -hmm. i mean for your first watch through just so you can can clock what's going on definitely watch it the regular way but then if you're gonna go i would i because it's what i want to do i would yeah definitely recommend watching it the other way at least once because Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of subtleties and nuances that you would still pick up on you'd still know what was going on and you'd read it because the acting is you can see what they're trying to portray even when they're not speaking english they switch back i can i can i can tell the emotional aspect (laughs) of what they're trying to say even if i don't understand yeah um, and also there's two not too much like there's dialogue but like most Predator movies, yeah. like there's dialogue for a while. But once the hunting starts happening, people stop talking. Like, yeah, people say zip it up because yeah. <laughs> we are fighting for our lives. So, yeah, because I think especially too, a lot of this movie is following Naru, 
who mm -hmm. is our main character and she is our main protagonist. I think a lot of this movie is kind of dealing with her journey. And so a lot of times she is off on her own, kind of just trying to figure out what's happening. And then when she figures out what's happening, trying to plan how to like approach this unknown creature. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we are following her and seeing her navigating through and so yeah a lot of it is played in silence but i honestly think that that is just such a benefit to this movie um mm -hmm. that more of it is internalized and just kind of shown through emotions rather than told through exposition and so mm -hmm. one of the the first things that is introduced within this movie is the idea of the the Katamiya, which is like the first big hunt for every hunter in their in their tribe. They have to go out and do a big hunt and kill. They choose their prey and mm -hmm. then they kill it. And then after that, they're kind of like inducted with the rest of the hunters. Yeah, it's and like so, your hunter rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. You're coming of age, if mm -hmm. you will, for the hunters. And so... For her, that is something that she has not yet done, that she wants to do, but that her brother has far surpassed. It seems like that is something he seems like he's been hunting for years. Yeah, and he, he seems to be like the top hunter in their tribe yeah. from what we can assess. Oh, big time. Yeah, he's definitely the one that everybody kind of looks to it seems yeah, like like tabe will handle it yeah yeah they're like oh you couldn't kill it don't worry we got <laughs> we'll bring in the big guns kind of a thing <laughs> and so i feel like what's interesting though is because so obviously there's just a specific way that things work and it's just sort of expected that the women are the hunter the gatherers the medicine the food and they all go they all have their tasks that they through do throughout the day and then the men wake up and they go hunting and they're kind of off all day and she kind of continuously leaves her the duties that everybody else is doing and back home and she kind of goes off and practices her different methods of hunting and so for i think a lot of the hunters that is the reason that they underestimate her is just because it's been such a specific way for so long and she's kind of trying to go against the status quo but i thought what was interesting is for her mother and her brother to me it didn't it, to me it just seems like they are trying to instill in her how different it is to actually be fighting a real life animal and like how that is different than target practice or like yeah. going after bunnies because throughout that they keep really trying to push into her like yo you can't hesitate like that is your life and yeah. it's just never going to be the same because we do see that's something that she has to overcome is the the kill shot like she mm -hmm. has to get past that hesitation of like you know being overwhelmed in the situation and being prepared to say okay it's me or them so it's gonna be them yeah like, that's like, what they're worried about to me that's what it seemed like they were worried about yeah he even gives like the whole speech about i, don't, I can't phrase it exactly the same way but essentially it, it encapsulates uh 
whatever it is, you got to bring it home. Like, I'm not like, we're not leaving the situation. You have to finish it. Like you have, you can't just like wound it or mm-hmm. you can't just end in a stalemate. Like you have to win. Like you have to kill this thing. Wait. It's time, Naru. You cut down me. When the line comes, you tell that thing. This is as far as you go. No more. This is it. Yeah. And especially for her coming or her or her rite of passage, it needs to be also, I believe, something that can kill you back. Like yeah. something that will fight back. It has to and, be big. And that's that's the big difference there is like, yeah, it's one thing to, like you said, hunt a bunny or like hunt for food, like things that aren't going to do anything except run. But it's a lot different when that creature is actively trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. And we see multiple times um, throughout the movie, not just of her facing off against the predator, but her up against things that want to kill her as well. And although it's established very early on that she is skilled and she yeah. can fight and it, like she is by no means like a pushover in regards to fighting, she does struggle with, um, you know, finishing the job, getting that mm-hmm. kill shot, like really bringing it, bringing it home, as Tabe says. And there are multiple times where if it wasn't for a little bit of luck, she'd probably be dead. Yeah, because I think, and this is just kind of like what we were discussing earlier, she is mentally, the way that she processes hunting is perfect for her to go up against the predator because she has alternative methods. Like she kind of practices, um, like her focus is in like patience and outmaneuvering and using that to hunt whereas everybody else is more aggressive and straightforward Mm -hmm. in their hunts and so that works and but it's like you i think what she comes to realize by the end is you have to have both you can't be so focused on one or the other because you need to be well-rounded to have it all work because you know her patience and her way of like kind of out maneuvering and thinking of ahead of the her opponent is what helps her beat the predator but she also does have to have that like gusto to go for it to be on the offense as well as the defense because i think that's her thing is especially we see that with the tiger is she gets taken by surprise because and we do find out later from tabe that her idea did work but Mm -hmm. you needed a little bit of his way as well like he used both whereas she kind of got the jump the tiger got the jump on her and uh and her her the guy that she was with did he die nobody talked about him ever again i i'm pretty sure he died like i'm pretty sure he died i was a little confused but the way he got scooped i have to assume my man's was dead it won't matter how sharp it is if you're too afraid to use it think you're ready you've never faced a lion its mouth full of teeth like arrows ready to tear your flesh and crush your bones when your brother comes back he and I will find the lion and kill him <laughs> 
had the way that scream echoed through the trees. <laughs> he died. I am <laughs> guarantee he died. But it was just crazy to me because he died, and then it seemed like people kind of have forgotten. Truly. Nobody, nobody seemed too bothered. Maybe he there just, was. I don't there know. was no mourning, <laughs> uh, Mister Tree, as far yeah. as I can see. It might have, and there might have been a moment. I can't recall now. There might have been a moment when Tabe came back with with the tiger or the lion. I'm sorry. There might have been a moment when he came back with the lion where maybe around the the fire there was like a, a, a someone that looked solemn or like maybe oh, there was like true. a like moment may, maybe that there had was. passed Maybe there. there was a little bit of mourning there, but... but, but. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, now to be fair, in our defense, that moment is played a little bit for comedy because he is talking that good shit before he gets scooped about how Naru cannot handle the situation. Yeah, he was basically like, "It's gonna be me. It's gonna be up to me." In the end, me and Tabe are gonna take care of business, and then immediately gets yoinked from the tree. I thought it was the predator at first. Yeah, me too. I thought it was the predator. I was like, oh shit, we're getting into it. It's like, nope. <laughs> Not the lion, but nope. I was like, oh Homo was just shit. running his mouth a little bit too much. Yeah, the lion was like, you said you were going to take out whom? Host? <laughs> not I. <laughs> not, not me. The lion does not sleep tonight. Not in these woods. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did also enjoy uh, going back a little bit to this idea of the formula of Predator movies. I like that this one kept to the formula because you do watch our main combatants against the Predators for the first, like, you know, half to maybe first quarter of the movie, just like seeing how they hunt, how they move, and how much of a threat they are in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about this one is because this is... Um, a prequel we can kind of conceive that this may be the first predator to land here i think so and so we're watching the predator evolve alongside our yeah. our main character as far as hunting goes and i think that dynamic was really cool i made a, a note of that 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 was one of my favorite parts is like watching the predator get better as time went on that shit was cool yeah and i i also assumed it was the first time for two reasons mainly because a in no other movie does the predator hunt animals right and so it feels like he was just kind of hunting whatever and kind of slowly realized oh okay these humans mm -hmm. are kind of the big bads which and real quick love that fucking uh food chain scene where it's like yeah. the like insect to the mouse and then like the the mouse to the snake and then the snake to the predator like that whole sequence there was mm -hmm. so good and i love that addition yeah that was that was great but yeah you can really see that it's kind of working its way up and then realizes oh okay i don't need to even be worried about these animals they kind of they whatever they like, kind of not even that bear did fuck me up. Yeah, but, he was but, like that bear. That bear. Could, <laughs> that bear could swing. Maybe I won't go for the bear <laughs> again. But and then also too because every other movie they mention how uh, predators only come in like the hottest seasons, which mm. y'all the predators might be coming down for us soon because <laughs> goddamn. But keep your eyes out. <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. But um. 
Yeah, the predators always come in like the hottest season. I didn't hear any mention of that in this movie. So I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe the predator just kind of popped down just to like check it out. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the very first time that mm-hmm. it that it came. Which I, again, kind of going back to the original conversation here about where this fits into the grand scheme of things. I really like that because it, in its own way, explains why when we get back to not just the original Predator, but the subsequential Predator movies after that, why the Predator, why we don't see it hunt animals and why it just comes down and goes after humans immediately. Because we realize in this first prequel, the first time that humans that's the big game like that's Mm -hmm. where the real thrill of the hunt is because once the predator gets a taste of like human combat it's like okay i know what i'm hunting like i know what i want to go after now yeah one it's also interesting to now i this could be me looking way too deep into this but when i first saw this is what i assumed is also too if you think about it if this was the first time so in the original predator they have that whole thing at the end with arnold Schwarzenegger. i need to learn his name because i can't keep saying that (laughs) i can't keep saying arnold Schwarzenegger Dutch, Dutch, dutch dutch thank you where Dutch does all the traps and stuff and the predator kind of starts to like clock his traps. Mm -hmm. And, but even throughout the movie, that's something that happens. They they set multiple traps that the predator avoids. Mm -hmm. But then in this one, it doesn't avoid like... Naru, Naru sets a lot of traps and it kind of walks into a lot of them. I think that could be something that it would learn over time is that humans set traps and mm-hmm. that and and that those are things to look out for. Because in this one, she is able to get basically all of her traps go off without a hitch in in the end whereas later on i think we see that some of our humans have more trouble setting traps against the predator because they've been there done that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and the predator is also evolving and learning from its fights right so the first couple of fights against non-humans it and you even see it in the difference of like how it fights the bear versus how it fights like the the coyote or wolf or whatever it was fighting and how it starts to adopt some of their hunting and fighting styles and when the predator sees especially with the fur traders people using traps and using these different weapons and stuff to attack to attack it it learns okay I see your net and I raise you my space net. Yeah. Going back into the, okay, I you require a little bit more from me. I like this. You get to see more of what the arsenal of the Predator is, um, the more the humans start to pull out their bag mm-hmm. of tricks. Yeah. Also, I love the mask that the Predator has in mm. this one in comparison to later when it's much more advanced and it's much more of a sleek design later on in the in the yeah, series but this one we got like the bone mask yeah i really like, like that i love that design skull it's so cool so i think that too i i know we've discussed this a couple of times in in previous movies but man i just think period 
piece movies lend so well to horror because half of horror is lighting design and figuring out how to make that creepy. And you are already kind of given that when you set movies so far in the past where the only lighting is really going to be during the day and then by fire. And so the night scenes in this are so great. Like Mm -hmm. I love every scene that they have in this where it's just them like going through the woods by firelight or talking around campfires because I do think it just always instills that idea of there's something out there that they will not be able to see. Yeah. I mean, it's an added effect with the predator just because like we said, he, it works so much through invisibility, but I think a lot, especially in those earlier scenes, I mean, a lot of those times I was wondering, I was like, is the predator going to attack right now? Is it, is it like a bebopping out there? I can't tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just think that it just works so well lighting design wise to already instill just this feeling of uncertainty. And I feel like a lot of times when these characters are walking through, you have, I mean, there's this added feeling, I think, especially in the beginning with the whole idea of like the tiger and And then even later when we get to the bison that have been skinned and just these weird things where it just always feels like there's just some danger around the corner. Yeah, Yeah. like lurking for our characters. You just don't really know if it's man-made or if it's Mm -hmm. the predator. Yeah, and I think making it a period piece also does a huge thing for stakes specifically for this franchise because the predator uses tech and Mm -hmm. we're in a time where there is no tech like we do not have anywhere close to the tech that the predator has so how do our main characters win like how is it even possible conceivable for them to kill this creature that is honestly maybe centuries ahead of them right in terms of weaponry and firepower yeah it's like how and but I love I mean, gosh, that scene with the first big altercation with the predator when mm-hmm. it comes across them in the woods and they the two guys try and fight it. Fight it. Oh, my God. That's such a good scene because it's just so interesting watching their two different fighting styles. Mm-hmm. And it's such a nice long scene where you really get to dig into how each of them do combat and really get to see how it's really the first time that we've gotten to see anyone from the tribe go like hand to hand, really fight someone. And I loved seeing their like their way of moving around each other and helping each other while they're both still alive, at least (laughs) like helping each other and kind of, Despite the fact, I just think something about having them because it's such a different reaction than I think we've ever we've gotten to see to the predator previously. Yeah, because it's always because, just like ah, predator, shoot it. Yeah, like shoot ah, your gun. Yeah, but in this one, it's like they are so aware that this is other, but their first immediate instinct is we are fighters. We're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Like, I loved that it was like immediately we are going to try and take this thing down. Probably going to die trying, but we're going to try. Yeah. God, it's so good. And 
from a from a combat lover's perspective, this movie is an absolute delight. The combat yeah. in this shit is so good. Not only is the choreography fantastic, like pretty much across the board, but the way it's shot, man, it goes back to that old style of shooting action where you're not just cutting every two seconds. Like you, like you said, these are yeah. some long shots when it comes to the fighting. And you get to see all the different nuances. You get to see how all the characters move, how they react to to every beat of the fight. Like it's really like it's like it's like watching a very bloody dance. And mm-hmm. I cannot praise the combat direction enough in this film because like it's it's so good. And not only that, but it it's a, it's storytelling too. Like the way the way the predator fights very akin to like an, an outer worldly creature the way the kamachi fight um as far as i can tell seems pretty in line with what i would assume like a hunter tribe from that mm-hmm. time would fight like like everything fit in everything was seamless and damn was i excited for every oh, fight scene chef's kiss and all of them have it's so obvious that they're all from they all have a, the all everybody who's in the tribe when we see them fight all have the same fighting style. Like I, mm-hmm. I just thought, I thought they did a great job with consistency yeah. across the board. Because even later, when we see Naru fight the trappers that are left at the camp, which what the f- uh, what a good scene. scene, what Ooh. a good fighting scene. Kill, get them, kill them, kill them. <laughs> like I was, I loved it. One shot, one take, Tony, and <laughs> it's. So good because it's the first we do see her like get into a fight with someone previous to that, which was still cool. That was still yeah. cool, but it was a little bit more of it. It wasn't to the aggressive. Scuffle. Yeah, it was more of like a, a sibling. I mean, it was definitely more violent than a sibling thing, but it was more there's more familiarity there. Whereas this is like, I'm killing you guys because mm-hmm. you guys need to die kind of a fight way more aggressive way more violent and it was so cool to see her take on multiple trappers but fight in a way that felt so real it didn't feel out of her wheelhouse it didn't feel i wouldn't i wasn't sat there saying there's no way she could handle this many people like it made a lot it made total sense and the fighting style completely matched what we had seen previously from other people that she would have learned to fight from mm-hmm. and also apparently so for i just wanted to give kudos to to amber mid thunder because i guess that this was half stunt double half her oh and really so that's some, awesome so they would roll in and out when the when the camera would pan Mm-hmm. each way they would like roll one of them would roll out and then the other person would roll in oh that's so they so also cool. had to time who was coming in when and who was going out and what parts they were doing mm-hmm. but it's like i couldn't tell it looked <laughs> seamless absolutely chef's kiss <laughs> so good <laughs> Um, yeah, seriously, kudos to both the both the cinematography team and the stunt team for just absolute fantastic work um, across the board. Like it really sells a lot of this movie. That's again, it's Predator, so it's going to lean into action. And although this has some of the tense moments that you do find in horror, for the most part, this is relatively an action movie. 
Um, and I think that is very in line again with the franchise and what the franchise likes to deliver uh, mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, because like we said, I mean, action is such a huge part of the Predator movies, but it's just taken this movie uh, has to take action in a different direction because it's different. We don't have, you know, semi-automatics and machine guns mm-hmm. and, and ni- swords and, and knives as readily available. And so it has to take action in a much more, I think... This might not be accurate, but if I'm thinking, I think this is the most like hand to hand combat we've we've seen in yeah. regards to the Predator. Versus... I kind of think so, because I feel like for some of the other ones in the series, it's a lot of um, characters honestly getting shot by the shoulder rocket and getting their chest cavities <laughs> yeah. blown out. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where the where the predator truly has to like get down there and throw down. We don't, I don't think we've really seen it like this um, to this degree. And there's a lot of it too, which is it's Mm -hmm. fun. Again, it's fun to watch this um, antagonist just get stronger. Mm -hmm. The longer the movie goes on, but also subsequently our main character gets stronger too. And um, along those lines too, uh, talked about the action and the stunts, but the writing I think was very, very well done. Like outside of it, um, incorporating the native language, um, the plot points and beats that they naturally write in for how the characters find out the predator's weaknesses and all that stuff is so well done. I love yeah. the whole orange flower thing and how yes. that equates to the heat vision and the way that it's discovered, I think is just so natural and when it's introduced, it's not it's not too on the nose. Like you're like yes. you kind of can clock like, oh, OK, this is maybe an important plot point later. But it wasn't until that scene where um, she notices that uh, it can't see the guy that my brain put two and two together right. about the your blood goes colder. Oh, shit. This is yeah. a natural weapon against the predator. What the yes. fuck? A weapon that she is aware of because she is she's learned it and that's another thing it's like she because she growing up has had to learn healing and all these extra stuff that the men wouldn't have learned she has kind of given herself this superpower that like wouldn't have come otherwise that's just another example of her like having to blend all of these things that she knows to use in defense. And I will say, I mean, it definitely threw me off because I just assumed when they had that scene earlier where she fit, where she fell into the mud pit, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the moment where she's like, oh, I'm covered in mud and it can't mm-hmm. see me. And when it didn't happen then, I was like, well, she's going to have to get muddy again. Like, it's just going to have to happen. <laughs> That's how this works. That's how this happens. just the way it is. We got to do it. But no, yeah, it totally subverted my expectations because you're right. It was such an important plot point earlier. And it's almost one of those things where you, in your head, you know it's going to be important. And I'm sure there are other people who probably did pick up on, on that. Sure, was sure, going to sure. be the case. But for me, it felt, it was written so well into the scene that it had been brought up in previously it got written so well into it and so naturally that it didn't seem so hey the flower you know the orange flower that makes it cold like it didn't ever feel that way and so i didn't it didn't stick out to me 
in a way where I thought, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to use. I guess I just assumed, yeah, mud has been used previously. It'll probably be used again. Instead, mm-hmm. that mud scene became more about like her, her survival journey. and yeah, her... her survival journey and the way that she handles uh, like those life or death situations. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I didn't make a note. There aren't a lot of like negative notes and it's not a negative by any means, but I wrote in some skepticism in my notebook about her ability to get that clean after being (laughs) that muddy in the time, in the time that we are in currently in the world. Like she, in my head, had to have been at that river all day to get her clothes as clean as they were (laughs) in the next scene post the mud scene. But I suppose though, if if she got there when the mud was still wet, I think it would have been easier to maybe like submerge yourself and kind of like let it flow off than if it had dried. Maybe, maybe. And I, it, again, it wasn't that big a deal, but <laughs> they're like the next scene, you get a shot a, a over the shoulder shot of her and the back of that, that outfit is looking real crispy and nice not (laughs) not crusty and dusty like i would assume that it should look but again it's it's like a little nitpicky thing the real question is how in the original how was dutch still looking like the muck monster after he had been (laughs) out and about for hours i was like surely that mud would have been dry by now (laughs) surely but it's cool i'll let it slide for for Uh, arnold but like that's that's like the that's kind of the extent of like nitpicking that i can really do for prey to be honest with you like it was a very fun experience i loved watching the movie and like any discrepancies that I really had were very small things. Like the only other one that I think I had for basically a majority of the movie is there were certain points and it could be a personal preference thing, but there were certain points where I did think the movie went quiet or went to music rather than keep the natural sounds. Mm. And it threw me off in some places, very, very specific places. But there were times where I was like, I just want to hear nature sounds. I want to hear mm. I want to hear Naru uh, like crawling through the grass and like all this stuff. But maybe either the scene would go kind of mute or it'd be like just music instead while you're watching things. And I was like, it didn't really fit in fully for me here. But okay. those those moments were far in between with each other and there weren't a lot of them. That's fair. Yeah, I, I could see that. I see. I, I can see what you mean. You want it to just be a little bit more natural. Yeah, a little bit more natural in places. In, like this music where yeah. it would it would almost feel more tense. There wasn't. Music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. But again, very small nitpick that really didn't mm. damage my viewing of the movie at all. Yeah, I think my only nitpick would be. I, I'm on the fence about this because. It could have been it, this very mel. This very well may have been intentional, and if that's the case, I can see why. I will say when we first encounter our French trappers, like when they first come ac- upon her, they felt a little bit like cheesy to me, like almost comically written. Mm-hmm. And not like words, because you can't, unless you speak French, you don't know what they're saying. But it was almost in their, like in the way that they moved and the way that they kind of like rolled up and were looking down at her and were like interacting with each other. It almost felt 
like they were they were written more caricature than any other one. And that could be because that is the way that maybe like they were viewed. Like mm. maybe that's how Naru saw them was as these like really silly kind of ridiculous people at first. Yeah. But but then they kind of and they are to us in a sense because they're really dumb in the way that they decide to go against the predator. I mean, they are kind of bumbling around in that sense where they have no idea what they're going up against. Mm -hmm. But I do think that considering what they've done and what they plan to do and also just like in real life, how like how much they really did fuck up a lot of stuff for for Native Americans. I mm -hmm. almost wanted to see them played more menacing and more like mm. serious than I, the way they came in. Because when they first came on the scene, I almost was like, "Now, baby, <laughs> not, <laughs> not this." Surely the predator is going to uh, dispose of these three lickety split. Not the three's company like introduction <laughs> for them, but I, that could have yeah, just I been think me. That's, that's fair. I, I do think that's fair. I I didn't mind it per se because I do think. It added a bit of lightness to the confrontation we get later when they're trying to fight the Predator and they are bumbling around. And I think some of that maybe you could attribute to because in real life how much of an actual effect they had on the landscape because they had the technological advantage. Um, I could see these characters being kind of the cocky assholes that we see because they're like, oh, well, we're the top of the food chain around here because the only thing that could fight us are the Native Americans and all they've got is bow and arrows and we've mm -hmm. got gunpowder and and traps and all this stuff. So we don't have anything to worry about. So even though they are, in fact, hunting and looking for the predator, they highly underestimate that because they have always been on top. They right. they always win. They have the technology. They have the weapons. They always come out on top. So when this creature starts one-upping them, they're just not ready for it. They're just oh, not yeah. prepared to lose a fight. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. They're just so... And they definitely... Because you can tell, I mean, they have been going up against these huge animals and have always been successful. And it's never been that big of a deal. And I think they don't really even really... They don't even really know what the predator is. Mm -mm. They know about it, but they don't know what it is. They don't really know what it looks like, what it can do. It, they've just caught glimpses of it. And so it's totally fair that they would go up and have no idea what they're doing. And that is also just such a great scene mm -hmm. with them being taken out. Because that's when you really can see the arsenal that the Predator has. And also, too, yeah. I just love how foggy it is. The landscape. The... I love I loved the way they shot that. It looks yeah, so good. The land, I mean, the landscape in general in this movie is just so great. And also, too, I think the thing that I love about it is it's really, really nice to see it in this circumstance where they are so familiar with the land. Like, mm -hmm. Naru is so familiar with the land. And it's really, really cool to see that perspective rather than it being kind of a, we don't know what, kind of like in the first one where they're in a place that they're really uncomfortable and unfamiliar with. It's really cool to have the opposite where she is overly familiar, like she's completely comfortable being out and kind of traversing this landscape and and using that as an advantage at all times, even mm -hmm. when there's this unfamiliar aspect to it. 
yeah. did really think that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a great that's a great scene with them all all being yeah. taken out. <laughs> Honestly, from the moment that they get tied up to the end, basically when like action really ramps up, is such a spectacle. And I loved again as a as a fighting or as a um, combat head, also as somebody who enjoys action movies. Like from that mm-hmm. point on shit is blowing up thing like heads are being ripped off like it's yeah. a it's a grand old time um i loved uh tabe's last confrontation i thought that that was yeah. a dope fucking send off for that character like you don't want to see him die but you kind of at that point know that he's going to die and you you accept it but still the fact that he goes out like a goddamn boss yeah i can and appreciate it's a fitting death, like mm-hmm. protecting her and yeah. knowing that like, hey, it's one or it's either one of us or it's both of us. So let it be one of us. Mm-hmm. I loved and I like that he kind of gives her I like that he lets her know like, hey, you see things I don't see. You have strengths that I don't have. And that is why you'll be fine kind of a thing, mm-hmm. because I think up until that point, he's that's really that's really the first time that I think he stops and admits that her strengths are yeah. strengths. They're not they although they don't they don't do things the same way. And although he would like her to maybe he kind of, you know, throughout would like her to do things a certain way. I think it's nice that he lets her know that by doing things her way, she will still yeah. reap benefits have- from that. He didn't have to play the older brother role anymore, and he could just like speak to her as an equal and be like, "Hey, you mm-hmm. you have a skill set all your own that will take you far. Um, you just have to hone in these certain things." Mm-hmm. And I I loved watching that progression because their relationship through the entire movie, although he does take the like older brother um, approach for sure, I like that they're always close, and like it's yeah. not something that it's oh, they have to develop this closeness over the course of the movie. Like, they're close from the beginning, and you can tell. And they really feel like siblings. And I think that's just a, you know, a uh, a tribute to how good the writing and performances were there because it really was established quite well. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that. Also, sorry, just the best, the best boy. The the best of boys. The best. How have we not talked about that dog until now? best boy boy. ever what a good dog and i'm so happy that he made it i mean i knew i I wasn't sure i I wasn't sure there were there were a couple of scenes where i was like no this did not this did not strike me as the type of movie where they would kill off the dog for shock value just because it's so important to her Mm. character and i'm like they're gonna kill i i was i had assumed that they would kill off her brother mm-hmm. more before than they before they killed the they yeah just that's, because that's I was totally like, fair and i, I also honestly so. i thought that they were gonna kill off the brother far sooner yeah. uh i didn't think that he was gonna last as long as he was like i thought that him dying was gonna be a big like plot point to kind of move her character forward mm-hmm. i like where they placed it i'm glad they didn't go that yeah. route it was good timing. I agree with that. It was it mm-hmm. was a really good time. I think especially with her journey, it was at like the perfect point for her to yeah. like make that final push. 
And that and that last confrontation, like all of her planning and setup and all of her traps using the Frenchman as bait, mm -hmm. like God, that last yeah, scene was so satisfying. That was great. Using the gun to take to shoot the helmet off. Because mm -hmm. I was wondering, I was like, is she gonna use this gun? Which apparently is in the second movie. Yeah, they it's like do. An Easter like, egg. yeah, it's an Easter egg from the second movie. Which was I that that's cool to me. The fact that not only is this movie staying within the universe of Predator, but they're doing some great Easter eggs. Like you get that mm -hmm. one, you get the if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. Um even even the little like uh or not little, but Tabe getting his chest slice is a mm -hmm. is a callback to I think Billy from the first one when he like slices himself on that bridge to get ready to fight. Yeah. Like they do they don't beat you over the head with these fucking Easter eggs, but they <laughs> thinking I about the Billy. About Billy, what the fuck? Billy, Billy, what? Billy was a, Billy, was a character. What are we doing? The way the way that they had that full, he's like, you know, he slices himself and he gets ready, and then it cuts to Dutch, and we just say, ah! <laughs> immediately gets taken out. I was like, not the buildup to the immediate breakdown. <laughs> so good uh but yeah they don't they they're not heavy-handed with the easter eggs they're there mm -hmm. and if you've seen the other stuff you'll appreciate them but this is about what's happening right now and again that's just good movie making right yeah. you have these things in there but they don't take away from the experience yeah i agree and and they do a good job too of yeah planting three things throughout the movie as well because yeah in that final confrontation we get a lot of things that she's learned throughout the movie she learned how to use the gun she learned the thing with the flower and even the mud pit it's like she reuses that to go against the predator so i mm -hmm. like the callbacks to other movies without being over the top and then i also but i also like the callbacks just to its itself and to yeah. kind of tie it all up at the end i also like that tabe was the one that got to say if it bleeds we can kill it because i feel like you would have expected that to be like given to naru but i don't think that would have made any sense for her character mm -mm. to say that like who who are you are you okay <laughs> that much could change you naru <laughs> but yeah it made total sense for his character i will well she she did get the the do it do it now do it do it do it yeah come on do it yeah which i which i was like yeah that that's much better that's one that they use i don't know if they'd say that in predator 2 but they also say it in predators i i don't recall to be honest maybe it's in there somewhere but do there's it. a lot of things happening in 2 do it do it now do it do it come on do it now kill me This is as far as you go. No more. This is it. So, yeah, last thing. I don't know. Would they have wanted her to be the war chief? Is that what they did to in the end? Y yeah. I, she killed after the one kill? They didn't know what the predator was. No, but I, I think that it's safe to assume that since out of everybody, basically all, it seems like all of their hunters. That's what I was thinking. I was are, like, oh, are dead. They're down to one. They're down to one. She's the only one that came back. And not only did she come back, but she came back with the thing that killed everyone. Right. 
I don't have a hard time believing that she'd be promoted in an instant. I mean, yeah, that's right. Because I did for it definitely did seem in that last shot. Definitely did seem like she was the only hunter. But I did like that moment where she like smiled at that little girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was sweet because it was yeah. almost like you could do this too. Like when mm-hmm. you get older, if you want to, you might have to since we don't have anybody yeah. else. So you might actually be a hunter. <laughs> right. Like we kind of need those right now. We're yeah. a little lacking. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they do. They even include like the bit of hesitation with with the chief too. of like, this is not protocol. But given right. the circumstances, like. Yeah, I, I I think that's what was happening there. And I think that's the most natural way that this all ends. Mm-hmm. Like I. I really left this one very satisfied with how the plot played out, mm-hmm. how things happened. And I was like, yeah, now this this yeah. took the path that wasn't expected for me per se, but the path that I think I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Well, and it's I think it's nice too, because I think what's nice for that kind of an ending is that isn't even what she wants. Like she just wanted to be able to hunt. And mm-hmm. it's and it's like now she's kind of at this now she will be this huge staple within the tribe. But I, I thought that was, I liked her reaction to it. Cause yeah. it's not like she was like, Oh my God, this is what I've always wanted or anything like that. It was almost just kind of a, like, this is it. Now. I will take, I will do this because like, I, you know, like I'm, I'm ready to take this on. Yeah. But like, I just am glad I survived. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that. But yeah, it's just like a really nice kind of, like quiet contentment moment where where it's like in a way she's gotten something that she's always wanted but mm-hmm. just diff- it's different than what she was expecting but in some ways it's like what she had been fighting for that whole time mm-hmm. so i don't know i just thought that was like a nice final moment yeah most definitely agreed but all right that kind of covers all of prey like Mm -hmm. basically that's that's the gist of it now to kind of get to our two big questions here is one you know what are we going to rate this out of Mm -hmm. and then two uh does this movie deserve a place amongst the other predators in the franchise okay so first what to rate it out of what to rate it out of? Could rate it out of fur trader legs. <laughs> fur trader legs. Was it not his leg that got chopped off? Didn't two of them get their oh, legs chopped off throughout yeah, the course of the movie? Yeah, he got his leg chopped off, and then the predator stepped on his other leg, <laughs> <laughs> broke it. <laughs> uh, to be so unlucky. <laughs> Oh, we can rank it out of bear bear brawls. That, oh. Yeah, I'm not mad at bear brawls. <laughs> we may like run into another instance where we might want to use it, but I don't mind it. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind it. Or very good boys. We very might have boys. some. We might have some other There's, good boys though. Yeah, I'm. I, I think of those bear brawls. I'm cool with. Bear brawls, okay. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Well, why don't you hit me first? What? How many bear brawls would you give Prey? You know what? I'm gonna give Prey five bear brawls out of five. Ooh, okay. I liked this movie. I had a mm-hmm. good time. I thought the storytelling was fantastic. I thought the acting was fantastic. I thought the cinematography was—can you guess? Fantastic. <laughs> 
yeah, like I was just really happy after I watched it. I think especially after watching some of the other Predator movies, like, ah, it just felt so good mm-hmm. when I got into this one. Like I said, it's simple and that's what I want in a Predator movie. But all of the stuff with the actual Predator is still super fucking cool. They keep the action without sacrificing the story, which I think mm-hmm. is so important for these. And I just can't think of anything that I would change. Like, I can't think mm-hmm. of a single thing where I'm like, oh, if this would have been different, it would have been better. Like, no, everything was great. So, yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and you know what else is good about it is it's a great movie because even people who haven't seen other Predator movies, you could still recommend this movie to them and they would be fine. Like, they yeah. could just, just watch Prey and call it a day and be none the wiser. True. So, Yeah. Five bear brawls out of five. Damn. Well, when you put it like that, I may have to just match you <laughs> and give another five out of five uh, bear brawls. Because, yeah, this movie is kind of the shit. <laughs> like, everything just is what it should kind of be. Like, even my little discrepancies that I gave earlier, it's like they're, they don't take away from the experience of watching this movie at all. Like, you get a good Predator movie, you get great action, you get good storytelling, you get characters with great relationships, you get get great cinematography. Like, it's all just great. Like, everything's just really, really good. And, I mean, we're about to get into it in a second here, but this movie by itself really did kind of revitalize my energy towards the Predator franchise. Like, after watching this... And Erica can attest to this. Like, after watching this movie, it was like, yo, low-key, kind of want to watch all the Predator mm-hmm. movies. Like, it really pumps you up about the idea. And so, all those things combined, I would feel wrong not to give it five out of five bear brawls. Nice. So, that leads into our second question. Mm-hmm. Does it fit into the franchise? Yeah. I am going to give a resounding yes. I think this movie is... The sequel to the original Predator, sequel, prequel. It's the next installment that I feel like you've probably been waiting for after the original Predator. Like Mm -hmm. this, like I said, this to me, having a prequel for the story just makes so much sense. I don't honestly, I hope if they continue with this franchise, I hope what they learn from this story is to just keep it simple and to keep a story that has a very nice streamlined narrative and focus on the things that you want, which is the predator and some good action and a good protagonist, like mm-hmm. a fun protagonist, I should say. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just I I hope that they learn that from this one, which I'm sure they will, considering this one has been so successful. But I just feel like this movie to me makes so much sense mm-hmm. in the Predator timeline. And even if they just if this was the last one and it and like it, and it ended with Prey, like what a way to end. I just think yeah. it was it was so it was just very successful with everything that I enjoy about this series. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with you. I think that it really fits in. To be fair, like I'm not I'm not gonna be here and try and like ruffle a bunch of feathers and be like, oh, this is my favorite of the bunch. This is better than the <laughs> original. Um, I think that it's for me on par. Like I really yeah. do think that they exist in two different kind of bubbles, but if you watch the original Predator and just pray, 
I think that would be enough for the entire franchise, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Like, I think that you would get really all that you need. Um, but like I said, it did kind of revitalize my energy towards the franchise. And although I think Prey is better than a lot of the predecessors or successors, Pre the, the sequels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's better than a lot of the sequels, but um, the sequels do add some fun and interesting ideas to the concept of the Predator and um, just the franchise as a whole. So it's still like a fun rabbit hole to go down. But I think in the grand scheme of things, like you said, this movie captures the essence of what we all loved about the OG, which is mm -hmm. Predator versus, sorry for the pun, but Prey. And so, <laughs> yeah, if you loved Predator, you just have to watch this. Like, you, you straight mm -hmm. up have to watch this movie. Um, and I kind of hope that due to the success that this movie seems to be having that they'll somehow be able to work out some kind of theatrical release for this because i think it would be awesome to see this movie in theaters and maybe if that works that we might start seeing a, a shift in terms of like maybe we might get to see more movies stream first and then mm. potentially go to theaters Theater. later on yeah um kind of for a different concept who want to see it on the big screen because i'm sure yeah they're a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. so I, I don't know if we'll actually go that route that's kind of like wishful thinking but um yeah dude really really good movie yeah. and really enjoyable ride nice i would like to say we've had some bangers these last few weeks some mm -hmm. very enjoyable movies um so yeah it's been a been a nice couple of weeks for movie <laughs> moving movie watching over here with the yeah. homies <laughs> yeah hopefully you homies have enjoyed these pics as much as we have because we've been having a blast watching and talking <laughs> about all of these but that's it homies that is it for our breakdown of both prey and our thoughts on the predator series like we said um you know predator just leans more to the towards the action it's not really in our and on the horizons for us anytime soon we have not totally ruled out any of the alien versus predators maybe if enough of you guys wanted to hear about it we would <laughs> dive back into those and my my sinful sinful <laughs> thoughts about some of the relationships <laughs> <of those movies. laughs> but remains to be seen but in the meantime if you guys would like to talk to us about either prey or any of the predator movies and your thoughts you can always talk to us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything or if you want to talk a little bit more in depth you can always slide into our discord the link for that is in our social media bios our discord is where we hang out with the homies chit chat about horror and other things that are going on and yeah just a nice fun place for all of us to hang out and talk with each other if you guys are interested in that please hit the link in our bios for that. Or you can email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, that means it's Monday. That means we are on Twitch tonight playing a spooky game, having some drinks, possibly, and chit-chatting. If you guys want to come through, hang out, say what's up, see us get spooked, we would love to see you there as well. The link for that is also in our social media bios. 
And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. Recommends our podcast to more people. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that yet, we would love for you to. Or if you're listening on Spotify, it's super easy. Just scroll up to our name, hit the stars to leave us a rating. And once again, we would love for you guys to do that. But that is it for us this week, homies. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and we look forward to talking spooky to you guys again next Monday. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.